For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me here on this Friday. We have survived yet another week in Biden's America. Congratulations. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Check me out on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore... And then on Twitter and Truth Social, I am at Monica Crowley. You can also send me an email about the show. The email address is Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Getting a ton of emails from you guys, and we like to share them at the end of the show. But for me to read one of your emails on the air, you got to send me one. Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. All right, today I want to deal with the riot of illegal immigration and the carnival of a response from the red state governors who happen to be on the border, and even a governor who is not on the border, the best governor in America, Ron DeSantis. Plus, we'll get an update on the border from former acting commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, Mark Morgan, he will be here to tell us what is going on. Seems worse than ever because it is. Also, we'll talk uh, the related issues to illegal immigration and the border, particularly the crime wave that is spiraling completely out of control all across the country. For the Democrats who are celebrating the midterms and saying, oh, our polls are ticking up, things are looking better, not so fast. 
And I think one of the primary reasons is going to be crime. I don't care where you live in America. You don't have to be living in one of the the cities that are just completely overrun, not just with illegal immigration, but with crime that is just sprawling from the inner city to the suburbs, out into the country. It is everywhere now. And it is going to be driving a lot of people to the polls. And they're not going to be voting for the Democrats who thrive on crime and violent mayhem. So I think crime is the sleeper of an issue going into November. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but today we're really going to take apart this illegal immigration question, plus your emails, all straight ahead. First up, though, the Monica Memo. So I want to start with a really, really big point about what we are witnessing just in the last 24, 36 hours with regard to Martha's Vineyard in particular. But also, it's Martha's Vineyard, it's Kamala Harris's residence, the Naval Observatory outside Washington, D.C., it's New York City, it's Washington, it's Chicago. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. But I want to put it into a bigger perspective here. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned a book called The Control Factor, written by Bill Siegel. This was written years ago, and it was written with regard to the Islamic threat, the fundamentalist Islamic threat that we still face. It sort of receded a little bit. I mean, the Islamists are still plotting like crazy, but it's receded as a frontline story in most of the West, certainly here in the United States. But that book was written as um, as a way to warn people that we engage, understandably, but we engage in all kind of mental gymnastics to prevent ourselves from seeing the nature of the true threat. 
And that applies not just to the Islamic fundamentalist threat, which expresses itself in terrorist attacks, but it also applies to every threat that we face, whether it's a personal threat, whether it is a national threat, an international threat, it doesn't matter. As human beings, we try to protect ourselves from it. We try to insulate ourselves because the truth is just too frightening, especially if you're dealing with a threat that seems completely overwhelming. So in this case, of course, the Islamic fundamentalist threat, but also the CCP, China, and and it can go right down to your own family. If there is an issue in the family, maybe somebody is addicted to drugs. Maybe someone is completely off the reservation in another way. It doesn't matter. A lot of times, psychologically, we drop in these walls to prevent ourselves from seeing the truth because the truth is way too frightening. It is overwhelming. And so we we do these gymnastics in our minds uh, to prevent ourselves from seeing the true nature of it, because then if we do, then we have to deal with it. It is a brilliant book, and the control factor, the title of it, actually gets to um, the reason we do it is because we are trying to apply some control, trying to exercise some control, or trying to believe that we have some control over an issue around which we have no control or very, very little. So we engage in all of this to convince our minds that we have control over something when we really don't. It is a brilliant concept. The book is brilliant. Again, The Control Factor by Bill Siegel, published a couple of years ago, but I think you can still get it. Anyway, the reason I am telling you all of this is because in that book, he's got just a brilliant point about mirroring. He calls it mirroring. And once you get to the point where you can see the threat clearly and you get over all of the uh, all of the stuff that the obstacles that we throw up to prevent ourselves from seeing it, once you see the threat clearly, he lays out a whole bunch of strategies to deal with it, not just personally, but as a country and, and so on, as a civilization. But one of the concepts that he lays out is a concept called mirroring. It's a really important point because we don't do it. And we should. And right now, we actually have some Republican governors engaging in mirroring. Mirroring is reflecting the left's tactics, in this case, the left's tactics back to them. So it's like you're holding up a mirror to the other side and you're doing exactly what they are doing, but you you turn it around onto them. That's what mirroring is is all about. And we have been so afraid to do that on our side. Donald Trump has done it very well as president, as a candidate. He turns the tables and he pushes right back and he uses their tactics against them, which of course they can't stand and they go bananas. And it's a delicious, it's always a delicious reaction to observe because it's good for the goose, but not good for the gander. You see? And because they control all of the levers of power and they have the protection of the press, they can engage in all manner of behavior, murder, mayhem, Antifa, BLM, open border, crime crazy. They're all protected from the policy decisions 
because the press just won't challenge them. And they're also protected from the consequences of those policy decisions because they have armed security, because they live in a gated community, because they have a car and driver. They're not on the subway dealing with the crime. They're not in the small uh, blue-collar border towns dealing with the overwhelming number of people coming in. They're, they're, They're insulated from inflation because they're rich. So do you see what the concept of mirroring is all about? Is taking those tactics that they inflict on all of us, we hold up a mirror to them and make them then endure the consequences of their own actions. We turn the tables and use their tactics against them. It is absolutely brilliant. Our side forever has been like, oh, we're too classy to do that. Yeah, we don't do that. Because also they knew that if they did it, that the press would be all over them, condemning them all day, every day for months and years on end. So our side has been very reticent to engage in mirroring. Well, now... We actually have some Republican governors, and we may have more after November, who are more than happy to engage in mirroring. And it is the most brilliant thing. Now, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida is the best governor in the country, hands down, across the board in every possible way, including his political courage, which he doesn't look at as courage, by the way. Ron DeSantis looks at it as doing the right thing for the people of Florida and by extension, the country. So he makes no apologies, and he just does it. He doesn't care what the New York Times says or the Washington Post. In fact, he relishes it in a little bit of a different way than Trump relishes it, but similar kind of dynamic where he's like, yeah, bring it, because I know what I'm doing is right, and I just have to answer to the people of Florida, to my family, my conscience, and my God. That's it. I don't have to answer to the schmoes over at the New York Times editorial board. We need more leaders just like that. And we're we're getting them because they're mostly America first. America first candidates could care less about what anybody thinks of them. They are here to serve their people and the people of the country. So Governor Ron DeSantis, and by the way, Governor Abbott also gets a shout out here because, yeah, he allowed uh, the overwhelming number of illegals to come across into Texas for way too long without answering it. But Governor Abbott then eventually stepped up this year and began to uh, put the National Guard there, and he's also shipping them. He's the one who started the buses to Washington, D.C. and New York. So he gets a big shout out for beginning this process. Governor DeSantis has now taken it to the next level mirroring. By the way, people are like, well, why are these illegals in Florida? Yeah, very good question. Florida is not a border state. So how did they get there? Hmm. Interesting question. Florida is not a sanctuary state. DeSantis and the Republicans who run that state are like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not having it. Not welcome here. You want to come into the U.S. and settle in Florida? Great. We have a legal process for that, and we're happy to have you. Otherwise, you're not welcome here. Go to a sanctuary state where you will not be deported or prosecuted, right? So how did those illegals get there? Did the administration move them into Florida? We don't know. A question to be explored. But Governor DeSantis is like, oh, so we've got a bunch of illegals here who are fresh in the state. We're not having that. So we put 50 
on a plane and he sent them to Martha's Vineyard. Okay, I saw a couple of memes, hysterical memes of like illegal immigrants covered in tattoos. They're probably cartel-related, gang-related guys, but the meme is they're, they're covered in tattoos, but then there's a giant whale tattooed on their chest. It's a hysterical meme. There are a lot of very funny things uh, coming out of this, but it's like um, an illegal immigrant after one week in Martha's Vineyard, all preppied out, right? I also, by the way, think it's very thoughtful of Governor DeSantis to send these illegals to Martha's Vineyard just in time for the spectacular fall foliage. I mean, really, he has them in mind here. He's really taking care of them. Also, by the way, color me baffled by all of these reports of thousands of illegals being bussed to these elite leftist places. I was told that the border was secure. So what's up with that? Uh, so Martha's Vineyard, but also we had another bus or two of illegals who were dropped off right in front of Kamala Harris's residence, the Naval Observatory outside Washington, D.C. yesterday. And of course, we've had buses from Texas uh, come into New York City and D.C. and Chicago. And I should mention, by the way, uh, Arizona is beginning this. And if Arizona elects Kerry Lake as governor, which I think they will, Kerry Lake is going to do the exact same thing. She's going to start moving them out. And she has also promised to put the National Guard on the border in Arizona because they've got a huge problem, too. So you're going to have basically California left and you'll have uh, New Mexico and Texas, unless Abbott steps it up and puts the National Guard down there or something else happens. But you've got these, all of these illegals being shipped to very wealthy places. New York, D.C., Chicago, Martha's Vineyard, Kamala's residence. It is sparking an epidemic of epic NIMBY We've got big NIMBY energy going on, or B-N-E, big NIMBY energy, not in my backyard. Remember when we talk about hypocrisy, I always make the point on this show, it's not hypocrisy because they could care less about being called hypocrites. They really don't care. They've been getting away with it forever, so they, they don't care. It's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. It's the elite ruling class versus the rest of us, versus everybody else. So that elite ruling class can literally get away with anything. Again, they've got the protection of the press, also members of the elite ruling class. They all protect each other. So in that case, it's not hypocrisy. Again, they could care less. It is hierarchy. That's what's going on here. So with all of this screaming, this BNE, big NIMBY energy, it's hierarchy. The people at the top are shrieking about the doom that's being brought to them by illegal immigrants being dropped off in their backyard. Oh no, we just expected that those small blue-collar border towns would handle thousands of illegal immigrants every day, but 50 arriving on the doorstep in Martha's Vineyard, that's a bridge too far. They were out there all day yesterday, these elites on the vineyard, 
whining about all of this, whining that there's no housing for the arriving illegals. We're just a small little island. We don't have the services. We have a housing crisis as it is. We can't house these people. But guys, the Obama mansion is right there. What's the problem? 12 acres, you just set up nice tent cities like we have going in in San Diego, San Francisco, Chicago, New York, LA. Tent cities. Liberals do tent cities really well. So you got 12 acres on the Obama property. You've got a $12 million property. So there are plenty of bedrooms there. I don't understand the problem. The mansion is right there. Massachusetts is a sanctuary state. Martha's Vineyard. So there is, there is a Twitter thread. I will try to retweet it today if I remember, but I read it this morning when I got up. And it was a guy reporting a Facebook group of people on Martha's Vineyard all messaging each other about this crisis. It is hysterical to watch liberals engage in their cognitive dissonance about what is happening to their home. So on the one hand, they're bleeding hearts like, oh, and there, there are posters all over Martha's Vineyard all summer saying, we are a sanctuary location. We believe in embracing all people. We believe in uh, welcoming everybody, including uh, undocumented immigrants, migrants. You know, they use the euphemisms for illegal aliens, the whole thing. And so this, this Facebook chat yesterday that this guy exposed on Twitter is hysterical because the, these leftists on the one hand are going, they're all like clutching their pearls going, well, we're good liberals. They're virtue signaling to each other. Yes, we we really believe in embracing all illegal immigrants who just want to come here for a better life. And then at the same time, but oh no, I've got two summer rental properties, but I can't open them up. The maids have already been through after the last of the guests on Labor Day. So my summer rentals are clean now, and they're locked up for the season. So gosh, golly, I'd love to help, but I can't. It's this kind of hierarchy that you're seeing, and just witnessing the cognitive dissonance is hysterical. All right, when we come back, I want to get more into this. I got a whole bunch of other things to say, but remember this concept, mirroring mirroring DeSantis and Abbott, and we will have more like Carrie Lake after November, being willing to engage in mirroring. And it is the most extraordinary, long overdue development. We're coming right back, back in a flash. Okay, welcome back. So the left is in complete meltdown that suddenly we've got Republican leaders who are willing to engage in mirroring, reflecting the left's own tactics back to them in a really effective way. So the left wants a ton of illegal immigrants. By the way, about 5 million illegal immigrants have come across the border since Biden has become president and created an open border. Remember that President Trump largely had the border and the illegal immigration problem solved. He he got the border under control. He had a whole series of other policies in place, including remain in Mexico and other policies that got a real handle on the entire problem. So the problem is solvable. They just don't want to solve it. Not only do they not want to solve it, they are encouraging uh, these millions of people to come in because it's all part of a 
much bigger uh, strategy to implode the system. It's Cloward and Piven. We've talked about this before with regard to the economy or anything else, but certainly with the border. It's about overwhelming the country systems in order to implode the country and there allow them to build whatever they would like in its place, namely a Marxist kind of country. So that's the objective and that's the reason why they've got this open border. Yes, we talk about cheap labor, and yes, we talk about uh, you know keeping prices down for American consumers by bringing this cheap labor in, doing the jobs Americans won't do, etc. But it has a huge economic cost, a huge human cost, and a huge crime cost. Do you know that we lose about 134 American citizens a day to fentanyl overdoses? Yeah, the fentanyl precursor chemicals are made in China. They're shipped into Mexico. The cartels put the drugs together, and then they're shipped across the wide-open border into the United States to kill us. Fentanyl is a weapon of mass destruction. There have been, I think, over a dozen Republican governors now who have openly, I think it's 18, who have openly declared fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction because it's killing our citizens all over the place. This is what China wants. This is what the cartels want. And apparently this is what the Biden administration wants as well, because they are making no move to close the border and get a handle on any of this. So they want you dead as well. Think about that for a second. China wants you dead. The cartels want you dead. And your own government in Washington, D.C. also wants you dead internalize that. When you're thinking about for whom to vote in November and beyond, internalize that your own government is happy to have you dead. All of this meltdown is happening because finally we've got Republican uh, governors and others who are willing to step up and mirror the other side. They have gone into complete meltdown over Kamala's residence and in particular Martha's Vineyard, In the state of Massachusetts, crazy left-wing state, their cognitive dissonance all over the place, 50 illegals, 50, when we have had 5 million cross the border and enter the country illegally just in the last year and a half plus since Biden. But 50 was a bridge too far because they happened to arrive on Obama's doorstep. If a wealthy city like New York with... 8 million residents who vote to be a sanctuary city. If they can't take it, imagine what these small blue-collar border towns go through every day. They don't care. They don't care. It took just 50 illegals to land on Martha's Vineyard for the national media to mobilize. On the border, it's basically just Bill Malugin of Fox News. That's it. Fox News has sent up drones. He's out there on the front lines. A couple of other reporters from Fox. That's it. No other national media down there covering this story could care less. And in the White House press corps, it's only Peter Ducey from Fox asking the Biden administration questions about this illegal uh, invasion. He's the only one. The other reporters, if you ever see this, Ducey is sitting there in the front row. There are other reporters from NBC, ABC, all around him. And when he asks these tough questions about any subject, but especially about illegal immigration, you see the other reporters avert their eyes. They're all wearing masks. 
many of them still, and they, they look down at the ground, they look away, they're embarrassed for the question. It's embarrassing that they're like that. He's the only one who was asking them about the flights in the middle of the night landing in Westchester County, New York, right outside New York City, a very wealthy area, right? But they were bringing them into Westchester to ship them into New York City. And Ducey is the only one asking the questions. What about the, you're flying in the middle of the night? What are you hiding? Uh, remember Saki trying to dance around the question? Well, it's not really in the middle of the night. Yeah, it was four o'clock in the morning. Flying these people into Westchester? And then what? So that they can melt into the country? Exactly. Exactly. But all of this was happening and it was Ducey and Malugin and that's it. Now it took just 50 illegals landing on the Obama's doorstep for the national media to mobilize. CNN sends a reporter. You got other networks up there now because the horror, the horror. Meanwhile, over in California, Governor Hairdo wants the DOJ to prosecute Governors DeSantis and Abbott on federal kidnapping charges for moving these illegals through. Uh, Not a word from Governor Hairdo about the Biden administration's allowing this catastrophe. Not a word from Governor Hairdo about the cartels smuggling people, guns, and drugs into the country. Oh, no. Not a word about that. Governor Hairdo is too uh, important and left-wing and too busy putting tons of moose into his hair to worry about any of that. Meanwhile, diversity is a strength, right? We have heard from left-wingers all day long, all day, every day, about diversity and the beauty of it, how diversity is a strength. Immigration is such a, a source of strength in this country, don't you know? Well, yeah, legal immigration. That word is always missing from their conversation, right? But diversity is such a strength. I mean, eight years under Obama, diversity, it's what upholds this country. And two, The Biden administration, same thing. Diversity is a strength. Well, this is now, for them, they should all be embracing the uh, diverse people who are landing outside Kamala's house and on Martha's Vineyard. And again, the, the cognitive dissonance is crazy because, oh, yes, diversity is wonderful, but gosh, golly, I locked up my summer rentals for the season, so I can't house them. I'm sorry. Can't do it. Full-blown crisis with just 50 illegals landing on Martha's Vineyard. Imagine 50 people from the third world in your community. It must be stopped. So the networks are sending these uh, reporters. The White House addressed it yesterday from the podium. They probably will again today uh, as well. So apparently those no humans are illegal Yard signs that the leftists have put up all all across the country don't actually mean much to them, right? One resident of Martha's Vineyard told reporters, quote, at some point they have to move from here to somewhere else. We don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. We don't have housing for 50 more people. And a Telemundo reporter, Christy Londano, reported that many, quote, don't want the migrants there. Well, adoy. The Biden administration won't let this stand. The U.S. attorney for Massachusetts, Rachel Rollins, announced that she is consulting with the DOJ on DeSantis flying these people into the vineyard. 
It's fascinating that uh, Rollins is all of a sudden so opposed to an influx of these illegals. When she was the DA in Boston, she's a Soros DA. When she was the DA in Boston, she sued ICE to stop them from being able to arrest criminals at state courthouses. Now, though, that these illegals are being dropped off near the Obama's $12 million house, this is a different issue. ICE needs to step in. But guys, let's be serious. You know, this is just a stunt from Governor DeSantis, right? This is what the left is saying. They're calling him a Nazi. Not a Nazi. He's a hero to his state. He's a hero to the country because he's mirroring them. Suddenly you're a Nazi if, you're, if you mirror the other side. They don't like it very much. This is a very effective move, and it's also very revealing of the very core of leftist communist politics, right? Billionaires like George Soros are more than happy to fund district attorneys that allow homeless people to defecate on subway cars. They don't ride the subway. Doesn't impact them. Leftists are also fine to promote drug liberalization and even legalization as long as they're not overdosing. All good. In September of 2021 last year, Del Rio, Texas was inundated with Haitian immigrants. More than 14,000 of them were caught sleeping under a bridge. Remember that? Only Fox News reported that. At the time, a man named Rob Jump, 59-year-old town resident, told the New York Times, quote, this town is too poor. We don't have the resources. Well, did the Biden White House rush to action to solve Mr. Jump's problems? No, of course not. You guys suffer. We don't have to suffer. We don't even have to see it because nobody's covering it and we don't live there. Oh, you live there? Sucks for you. Martha's Vineyard voted for Biden by about 70% in 2020. The vast majority of that island voted for a candidate that said illegal immigrants should not be deported for drunk driving, which could kill you or someone you love. They want open borders because the only impact they feel from open borders, cheap maids and long care. That's it. But in fact, of course, open borders disrupt our communities. In some hospitals, guys, as much as two-thirds of total operating costs are for uncompensated care for, you guessed it, illegal immigrants. In many American neighborhoods, it's more common to hear Spanish than English. We're told to accept this. Diversity is our strength, y'all. Your neighborhood will be enriched by this influx Those are lies meant to force you to accept these dangerous, bad policies that the left feels good about promoting and also serves their ultimate objective to fundamentally transform the nation. You're supposed to just choke it down and accept it. But you know what? This Martha's Vineyard airlift exposed all of it. And it's incredibly clarifying, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant. We should all send Governors Abbott and DeSantis thank you notes. All right, guys, when we come back, we're going to talk to Mark Morgan, the former acting commissioner of Customs and and Border Patrol. He will be here to give us an update on the border, and we'll have your emails as well. But first, I want to take a moment to welcome Donors Trust to the show. Donors Trust is the tax-friendly way to simplify your charitable giving without compromising your values. 
Is cancel culture coming for your charitable dollars? Big banks that sponsor charitable savings accounts or donor-advised funds, as they're called, have a history of slow walking or altogether blocking donations to conservative charities. Clearly, not every donor-advised fund provider is safe for us conservatives. So let Donors Trust help you manage your charitable giving. Donors Trust was built with you, my great listeners in mind, people who believe limited government and constitutional rights are worth fighting for. If you already have a donor-advised fund, consider opening a rollover account. It can be done in three simple steps by calling my friends over at Donors Trust. The Donors Trust team will work with you to protect your charitable legacy and help you achieve your charitable goals. So partner with the fund that matches your values. To learn more, download their prospectus at www.donorstrust.org, not .com, donorstrust.org slash Monica. That's donorstrust.org slash Monica to align your giving with your values. Again, that's donorstrust.org slash Monica. We'll be right back. All right, I want to switch gears here and talk about the border catastrophe, which continues apace. Um, Every day we get more horrifying uh, stats than we did the day before. And in fact, the latest monthly numbers that we have shows that this criminal invasion continues beyond anybody's imagination. In the month of June, we had over 207,000 illegal immigrants uh, have some sort of exchange, some sort of interaction with Border Patrol. We had uh, tens of thousands of gotaways. I mean, we don't even really know that number. They're guessing about 800,000 gotaways from the beginning of the Biden administration. I think that's probably a low estimate. It's probably more like a million, maybe more. We have seen in the month of June a record number of individuals on the terrorist watch list coming across this border and 15,000 unaccompanied minors. So this criminal invasion is an absolute catastrophe. It is destroying our national sovereignty. It is changing the very nature of this uh, country, which of course is the objective of Joe Biden and the left in keeping this border wide open. And of course, it's endangering every single American. It's endangering us economically. It is endangering us in terms of the drugs coming across the border, the fentanyl killing Americans at a record pace. The cartels have operational control over this border, and we've got terrorists coming in. So God forbid there's another 9-11 attack or worse, and everybody's going to wring their hands and say, oh my God, how could this have happened? This is how it could happen. You got a wide open border with God knows who coming across. In addition to Afghanistan, uh, from that catastrophic withdrawal, wide open to, to terrorist activity. So if, God forbid, there is another attack in this country and everybody's going to be looking at each other, how could this have happened? This. This is exactly how it could happen. And now the Biden administration is teeing up all kinds of benefits for these illegal immigrants, trying to buy them off because they want them on a track to citizenship and to voting. They believe if they can flood the zone, they can lock in a permanent Democrat voting majority with this massive influx of illegal immigrants. 
Joining me now to talk about this horror is Mark Morgan. Mark is former Customs and Border Protection Acting Commissioner, and he is also a visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Mark, welcome. Monica, thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much uh, for being here. And Mark, before we get into some of these goodies that the Democrats have teed up and are, are planning for all of these illegal immigrants, I've heard the number 4 million that since Joe Biden has become president, there have been 4 million illegal immigrants who have come into the country. Is that accurate? Yeah. So, so first of all, Monica, I have to say this. I, I, I listened. I was actually taking notes as you were talking. Uh, I just realized you don't even need me in this segment because you did a <laughs> tremendous job explaining the crisis. I couldn't have done a better job, and, and I did this for a living. Uh, so, so what you're looking at since the Biden administration, it's four million encounters. That's what they've had. Uh, that's both, you know, in between the ports of entry and the ports of entry. Uh, that that is a historic, a lifetime high. We've never had that many encounters in the first 18, 19 months of an administration ever. Uh, and you've got about half of those that they have intentionally released in the United States just since Biden took over. But that's just the encounters. What you mentioned uh, in, in your, your opening, the gotaways. And, and first of all, you're absolutely correct. The, what The known gotaways is around 900,000. But if you talk to Border Trojans, which I do almost on a daily basis, you're absolutely right, Monica. That number is way past a million. So if you look at the, the, the 4 million encounters of which they've released at least half of them, plus over a million gotaways, you're looking at the first 18, 19 months of this administration, over 3 million illegal aliens are now in this country under this administration. It's just, it's, it's beyond comprehension. And what I keep saying, Mark, is stop looking for a logical reason for this. The left has a logical reason, which is to change the very nature of the country and to lock in a, a permanent voting majority for themselves. That's why, why they intend to, to keep this going, even though it is a huge drag on them politically, even though it's doing enormous damage to the country and to every American, they simply don't care because they've got their eyes on a much bigger prize. And, you know, I've always said, Mark, that a normal president, when when seeing poll numbers and the destruction associated with his policies would change course, you see none of that with this president. And so that tells you that all of this is intentional. Yeah, I, I look, Monica, as you were talking, and, and I wish you could see my notepad, I wrote, this is intentional. So you are absolutely correct. This is by design. And keep, keep, keep in mind, the chief architect of Biden's open border policy, Secretary Mayorkas, he, he, he's, not, he's not a dumb guy. And remember, he was the deputy secretary under President uh, Obama, then Vice President Biden. So he knows what's going on. He knows that the policies right now in this administration that he is crafting, that he's implementing, is absolutely opening our borders. And you hit all the issues. It's a national security threat. It, it's, it's a safety threat. Drugs are coming in. Criminals are, are, are pouring in. You covered all of those issues. I've been doing this for 35 years, serving this country under six administrations, both Republican and Democrat. It's the first time in our history. That, that a president has received and inherited the most secure border in our lifetime and then intentionally and methodically unsecure our border. That's what's happening. And we know fact. Look, let's just, let's just take drugs alone. But we, we could talk another hour on the national security threat you talked about. Drugs alone, 107,000 Americans died from drug overdose or poisoning. That's more Americans than died of all the terrorist attacks, the Iraq War, Vietnam War, 
combined, Monica. And we know that the leading cause of death between 18 to 45-year-olds in this country is fentanyl. Everybody agrees with all those stats. Everybody agrees that there's a fentanyl epidemic. No one questions that. But yet 95% of the fentanyl comes from our wide-open southwest border. How many more Americans have to die before we call this administration out and force them to reverse course and secure our borders? You know, Mark, I mean, I I hate to say this, but it's the brutal truth. They want you dead. I I mean, if they didn't, they would take action. They want the country flooded with fentanyl. They want the country flooded with drugs. They're inviting potential terrorists into the country. And the only way you can read that is this is a deliberate policy decision. And so they, they want the consequences because communists always need violent mayhem in order to affect their overall policy. So this this open border, it's it's all of a piece, Mark, whether you're talking Talking about the economy, the wide open border, the withdrawal from Afghanistan in such a ca- catastrophic way. It's all of a piece. They need the violent chaos in order to affect the, the fundamental transformation of the nation. That's what this is all about. So, no, honestly, they don't care. These are not about policies that actually work for the American people. These are about policies that are geared toward changing the country. Well, and, and look, if you look, let's also then real quick, because you mentioned the national security vulnerability. So right now, uh, because literally the, the cartels have operational control of large areas of the southwest border. And you mentioned this fiscal year, Border Patrol have apprehended 50, 50 illegal aliens on the FBI's terror screening database. We know that a suspected terrorist entered illegally and was released and took the government a couple of weeks to find them. And we also know the FBI just dismantled a threat to assassinate for a former president, President Bush, and how are they going to accomplish that? By smuggling an additional terrorist through the wide-open southwest border. And let's go to Afghanistan. If you don't think now, first of all, Afghanistan has returned to a terrorist operating base. And the terrorist organizations in this world, they're resolved to continue to do harm to this country, both abroad and here at home, as alive and well. They're continuing to look for uh, vulnerabilities to exploit. They have to look no further than our southwest border. We've got an FBI case. We've got the, 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 uh, the individuals in the FBI's terrorist screening database that have been printed a whole bunch of facts. Where is Congress, Monica? Where are they screaming at the steps of the Capitol saying, this is insanity? What I say, if we go back to over a million gotaways, I, what, what, my, what I'm trying to tell is the next terrorist threat in the United States, it could already be here. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're talking to Mark Morgan. He is the former acting commissioner for Customs and Border Protection. Mark, it's going to be particularly galling to you and to everyone you served with at Customs and, and Border Protection that this administration and so many on Capitol Hill, so many of our so-called leaders are more interested in, in protecting the sovereignty of Ukraine and enforcing the Ukrainian border than they are with our own border. Yeah, Monica, I tell you, and you're spot on. I, I, I get asked that question a lot. So absolutely, I'm frustrated that this administration took the most secure border in our lifetime and, and intentionally unsecured it, jeopardizing every aspect of our public health, safety, and national security, hands down. But I'm equally as frustrated that they're lying to the American people. And look, don't mistake, I, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that we shouldn't provide Ukraine uh, assistance. That's not what this is about. And I think that's obvious. But my gosh, 
Where, where, what about our own borders? Look, I just talked to an angel family yesterday. An angel family is, is, is an American citizen whose loved one was, was killed at the hands of an illegal alien. We talked about the drug overdose. We talked about the national security threat. We talked about the criminals. The, the over a million Godaways, Monica, there, there are murderers, rapists, pedophiles, and gang members every single day that are breaking our southwest border and evading apprehension and making their way to every town, city, and state. I do not understand how this became a right or left thing. Securing our borders should be an American thing, protecting American citizens. And you have Secretary Mayorkas that every single day, Monica, he's out there lying. He keeps saying the borders are closed and that the borders are secure and he has operational security of the southwest border. It's all a lie. The only element that has operational security of the southwest border are the cartels and the secretary in this administration has handed it to them. You know what, Mark, as you were talking, I, I remembered what very early on, maybe it was even day one of Trump's 2015 2016 campaign it could have it could have been like day one when he was announcing that he was running he talked about the need to secure the border and he he said look they're not sending their best they're sending rapists and murders and do you remember holy hell broke loose and the left and the press attacked him jumped on him oh he's a racist he's a bigot he doesn't he doesn't care for anybody he was exactly right but i think you know to your point this is how it got it got so politicized because Trump actually took uh, action to protect our border, the country, our sovereignty, and the American people, and they hated that. Monica, you're absolutely correct. Again, look, Henry Coriolar, so represented in Texas, he, you know, part of his district, you know, is right on the border, and he's a Democrat. And he just pointed out a couple of days ago during the interview, recall the 53 migrants that died in that horrific tractor trailer incident, which, by the way, that's another lie that's out there. Under this administration, another record that they broke, they've recovered more dead migrants at our southwest border than at any other point in history under any other president in 18 months. So, so that's another lie, that, that their open border policies are most dangerous for the migrants themselves. But look, what Henny Quayer pointed out, among the 53 dead were 11 convicted felons and they weren't felons uh, uh for for duis like this this administration likes to dismiss like it's a joke which is, is just uh, unbelievable to me but these were these were hardened convicted criminals that they found among 11 and what that represents is is what we're talking about again border patrol so far under the first 18 19 months border patrol in the office of field operation of the ports they've encountered over twenty thousand criminals under this administration because of the skyrocketing number of illegal aliens. And think about this right now, aggravate, those that have apprehended for aggravated assault convicted up 500%, sexual assaults up 200%, weapons associated charges 600%. And the number of individuals they've apprehended for murder, for homicide, Monica, is up 900%. And that's mm-hmm. just what they apprehend. Think about the number, again, of rapists, murderers, criminals, and, 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 and gang members on the over million gotaways. So the president is absolutely right, but you're, you're, and I and when I say it, I, I I get called I'm hyperbolic, I get called racist, but that's the reality, that's the truth, and that's the fact of what's happening on the southwest border. Yep, Trump was right. They're not exactly sending their best. Uh, last question for you, Mark. Um, it, it, apparently, and this was uh, reported, Breitbart has it as well as others, that the Biden administration, Democrats in Congress, are now considering a range of goodies for these millions of illegal immigrants, including ID cards, so that they can go and get 
welfare and, and other kinds of social uh, benefits uh, footed by us. Of course, we're going to foot that bill. And also that they are going to make jobs on Capitol Hill available to illegal immigrants. Can you comment on that? Think about that. This is just another step of, of the law doesn't matter to them. Monica. Only their ideology does. And, and look, that, that Secretary Marcus is a quintessential example. Again, smart guy. He knows about the border. He knows what it takes to secure the border. But he doesn't care. They're only concerned about their ideology. They don't care about the second, third, nor, uh, uh, fourth uh, negative uh, impact to this country. And they don't care about the law. This is the secret, same secretary that's pushing this, that, that pushed that to, to be in the country illegally is not enough to remove you. To have a final court order from a judge is not enough to remove you. I mean, so they're not only opening the border based on their ideology and politics. They're actually ignoring the law and they're making up their own law. And then they feign and talk about root causes. Well, the root causes are your incentives and your policy that's telling everybody in the world, come to a border illegal. We're going to let you in and then we're going to reward you. And then we're on the way to amnesty. Oh, yeah. I mean, if this number four million since Biden became president, if that is correct, and they're all entitled under Biden and the Democrats to a whole range of social services and benefits, all of which we are going to have to pay for. uh, You think we're in an inflationary environment now? You think the deficit and the debt are bad now? I mean, the, the entire system is being imploded and it's being done on purpose. Mark, I want to thank you so much for being here this morning, but also for your indefatigable uh, service to this country. You've just been extraordinary in speaking out on the issues related to the border and our sovereignty, and we thank you so much. Well, thank you, too, because you're serving this country as much as I have because you're getting the truth and you're really making sure the American people understand the reality of what's happening. So, Monica, thanks for what you do. Well, I appreciate that so much, Mark. Thanks. Mark Morgan, he is the former Customs and Border Protection Acting Commissioner. He's also a visiting fellow with the Heritage Foundation. Okay, this show today was pure fire. Pure fire. Time now for the Friday email bag. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com is our email address. Send me an email. Let me know what's on your mind. Drew writes with a suggestion for our complaint department with a pet peeve about unanswered emails and texts. Dear Monica, as far as unanswered emails and texts go, I picked up a great tip from other Army colleagues. Simply type, Please acknowledge receipt of this email at the end of the email or text. It works most of the time. It's almost a psychological response. Some people who didn't respond before see that and start answering. Again, I agree with all the countless compliments people give you. God bless you. Well, thank you, Drew. I appreciate the note, and I appreciate this advice from the U.S. Army. Please acknowledge receipt of this email. Sometimes that works. Not always. Some people just don't care. I always write, please confirm. And again, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's infuriating. Please respond, guys, when people ask you to, when people ask questions in an email or a text, they are looking for a response. They need a response, maybe to plan something, whatever the case might be. Please respond. Is it really that difficult? I mean, come on, man. Okay, that is a wrap on another week here on the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for being with me and for checking out our great sponsors on this show. 
We really appreciate that as well. All right, another big week of shows coming up here next week. On Monday, we're going to be joined by Tina Forte, who is the Republican candidate for Congress in the Bronx. Monica, why do I care about the Bronx? Well, you should care because she's running against AOC. She's the only one with the stones to do that, and she is going to be here with us on Monday. So join us, and we've got a ton more planned for next week as well. You're not going to want to miss a minute of it. Have a great weekend, and I will see you right back here on Monday. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.